0: Good morning. It's a wonderful Friday morning. We have an amazing show. This is Naomi Nachman. This is Table for Two on the Nachum Siegel Network. And our show is sponsored by Stepping Stones Pediatrics with Dr. Rifka Steen in Borough Park, 1407 46th Street. It's just off 14th Avenue and the number there is 718-686-8400. If you're looking for a fantastic pediatrician, she's the one to go to. Give a little plug. She's also my sister-in-law. Yay. Thank you, Rifka, Dr. Rifka Steen, for the sponsorship for this month. And, you know, people asking me, why a pediatrician? What has she got to do with food? I'm actually going to tell you that Rifka Steen, Dr. Rifka Steen, will be on our show next week and talking to us about healthy eating for children. And I thought that was a really good, because I'm kind of like plugging this month. There's like health month. And we've got, you know, uh, we last week we had a dietitian in and uh, Karen Khan. And, and uh, we also had Sherry Marks with their health programs. And on this show today, we've got uh, Avrami Siegel, who's going to be talking to us about his health program, um, the Kosher Challenge. But I've also got in Sarah Lazarie, and we are friends and foodies together. And you know, my fo- my show is all about the food all the time. I'm going to talk about my food adventures that I had this week. Um, of course, it was Yom Tzomot earlier on in the week, and I started off Tuesday morning with shakshuka. What a way to go! i have actually going to Talk about that recipe in a little bit. I'm going to put it on my blog so you can make your own shakshuka. I made some matbucha in the morning because I was, you know, prepping a little bit for Shabbos. Miriam Wallach always makes fun of me that I'm always cooking for Shabbos a week, but it's true because I can use my matbucha for Shabbos as my dip. But I could use my matbucha, which has very little oil, just a drop of sugar to cut the acid in the tomato. But I, um, I had my uh, uh, matbucha cooking, and I said, oh gosh. Got up early on Tuesday morning to it, and the kids are like, matbucha, mum. You know what that means? Shakshuka time. So we took off some uh, matbucha and we we, uh, turned, took about a cup's worth or two cups' worth because fed both two or three kids out of that, um, dumped it in a, a saucepan and cracked some eggs into it, and we had some nice matbucha going. So that was a really nice introduction to uh, your matzmoot. Then later on in the day, I got to be a judge at my kids' high school at SKA, Hebrew Academy of Long Beach High School for Girls. We had a falafel stuffing competition, which was really funny. The kids had kind of like a food challenge. They had to uh, make a falafel, like put falafel balls, cut up an Israeli salad, put it inside a pita with hummus tchina and present it to the judges. It was very nice. We had a lot of fun. My co-president and I, Elaine Steinman, shout out to you. So uh, we were the judges there. We had a great day. And then I finished my afternoon off by having a barbecue for Yom Atzimut. You know, I, I couldn't let the day go by without, you know, hamburgers, hot dogs. And I put some drumsticks on the barbecue. So how how could I turn drumsticks into something a little bit more Israeli? So I found some um, falafel seasoning um, and I some falafel seasoning, like a bit of a dry rub on the drumsticks with a drop of olive oil for, you know, a little bit of uh, liquid. And mixed it all up and I threw them on the barbecue and that was really delicious with some grilled vegetables and some corn, which are boiled in the oven, um, on the stovetop and some French fries in the oven. And we had some Israeli salad and Israeli pickles and that was our, you know, Yomatsuma Ut barbecue. So, you know, not, nothing too crazy exciting uh, going on with food, but uh, we will we, we'll try to, you know, change that up a little bit for next week and bring some more exciting food adventures uh, into uh our, our week. So I've got with me in the studio, the Pachka Princess. I don't know if you've heard of her. She's also known <laughs> as, she's giggling away. The Pachka Princess herself. She's also got a blog called the Pachka Princess, but she's also got a blog called Kosher Street. I've got Sarah Lazary. <laughs> Hi, Sarah.
1: Hey, Naomi. Hey, how are you?
0: Good, good. Cannot complain. It's, it's a, it's <laughs> I'm a,
1: having total Israel withdrawal. I'm I know about you.
0: <laughs> I know. Last week, I did not stop talking about the show on the show about about Israel. I said to everyone, you can see that I'm fresh off the plane from Israel.
1: Me as well. And we were, you know, we, we got to spend the Shabbos there in Tiberias. And we had, I, I must say, one of the best Shabbosim that I've had in Israel in a very long time. It was time. a lot, a lot, a lot of fun. But, you know, when I go to Israel, you know, my family calls it, you know, Sarah eats her way through Israel. No matter what I do, <laughs> I, it's all we well, about a book. the restaurants. It's nothing to do. You know, people say they go for the kota. They go for the spiritual. I go for the food. Yeah. And for the family. But right, mostly for right, the food, to right. be honest. I, <laughs> so. Oh, no. We
0: davened. We prayed. We visited, we visited the Yeah, farib. that's all good. It's that all secular. Right,
1: right. <laughs> but come on,
0: it's food. And what did we enjoy? Did we eat it Friday afternoon? or did we eat a matze shabbos or did we eat it both times? The what fish and fish chips. We
1: you know, I ordered it because you were like raving about, about these fish and chips. <laughs> you like the way you describe this fish and chips, you said you must eat this fish and chips. But at it wasn't cow. the
0: one from Machane Yehuda that I spoke about last no, no, week. No, no,
1: That's my all-time favorite in the shuk, fish and chips. If you've ever, if you've never not been there, you must go. We're plugging this even. We're not getting a penny. I, I know. We're not <laughs> even getting a free. I must piece say of the fish. best thing that I had at that Machane Yehuda shuk was not even the fish and chips. I had this stuffed red chili pepper. With cheese and cod and then it was like with a chili sauce and then like Wait, a was light cheese sauce in the, shook, in the in, shook. No, I'm saying in fish and chips that was on their menu. It was called the pizza stuffed pepper. If oh. I tell you, I, you know, I don't know if I could say the word. It was food gasmic. It was that <laughs> good. <laughs> You know this is early morning Friday. <laughs> Who needs to know? But it was it was really awesome. But back to your fish and chips. You were like raving about this. Yeah, and I'm like telling my sister and my brother in law, I don't care. I am not leaving this hotel until I order. Oh, I caused trouble. So it's Saturday night, and I ordered the fish and chips, and it's. What, it was, must say No, it was still Pesach. It was still, it was still Pesach, Pesach. Which is hard to believe because it was so good. I mean, the
0: pizza there was amazing. Also. The pizza was the amazing. Fe- the Pesach pizza. But, but Naomi, yeah.
1: I have to call you out on that fish and chips because I ordered it. The, the waitress looks at me, really? You want that fish and chips? I said, yeah. She goes to me, you want it filleted or you want it whole? And I'm thinking to myself, I've never had whole fish and chips. Yeah, yeah, but it's, it's whole-, a
0: whole.
1: So it's, it was, it's a whole St. Petersburg fish. Two I got. You got two. With the eyeballs? Yeah, the whole thing. With the, fins. the whole thing. The whole fish. It was scary. It was scary. You've never had whole fish before? I, I love had whole fish. fish. I've just never had it fried like that. Yeah, they and batter and they fry it whole. Full of bones, and it was not so great. I know I'm she, Sorry, Mom. I know, but I know she didn't like
0: the whole the whole fish and chips. It was delicious. I was happy to point it off I knew that. So my my daughter had it. Uh, my daughter and I had it Friday afternoon. The whole fish and chips. The whole fish, and we I pulled it off the bones. It was delicious. I don't think whoever did it for me made it the same way for you because I've had it a few times in Israel, a whole fried flat, um, a whole fried Saint Petersburg fish. It's
1: delicious. Okay, I, I'm, <laughs> I'm going to, you know, pass on that. I would say I like the good old fashioned cubed cod, right? So then <laughs> the beer so, batter. So then, so then,
0: you know, Sarah pawned that off on me, but then she ordered it filleted. Right. Filleted in right. Australia, you call it filleted. Oh, really? Okay. So yeah, it was two two pieces of two whole sides, you know, like you buy in the fish right. shop, and then they battered and fried it, and that was. Excellent. It was good. It was good.
1: Not excellent. But okay. it was good. Can we talk about the fish pedicure that we had? Oh, That was – I didn't really have it. You were very nice to let me put my feet into it after they have eaten your skin. But if you've never seen something like that, that was like really very An cool. experience. Okay. So what they have in Israel – I think they have it also on the upper
0: east, upper east Side as well. I know I'm a food show, but I kind of have to talk about this. It's a good segue. Right? <laughs> about food and fish. And Okay. So you have a pedicure by putting your feet into a fish tank. I know people are going to get freaked out now. And these little – I don't even know are not piranhas, but they're tiny like little guppies. black guppies yeah. nibble at your feet. And you, they clean off the dead skin off your feet and they have it on King George as well in one right. of these I have
1: a Dead Sea Spa. Right in the window. It's like in the, you're window. the window display as you get your pedicure. They eat your, they eat your dried skin. Yeah, they it, say it's unbelievable. I've only had like a half a second of it. So I had it for like 15 minutes. I was giggling and screeching. Did you find that your
0: nah. skin was better? Nah, maybe because I, I couldn't do it for long enough because it was just a little too ticklish for me, but it was a lot of fun. So if you're in Israel, Get a fish pedicure. It sounds gross, but it was a lot of fun. It was just an experience to have. I would definitely try it again.
1: Like yeah. the full the time. Full the full time. The the full full time. time.
0: Yeah. I, I gave it like 15 minutes. You cannot be too ticklish, but that was a lot of fun. I said, I'm going to eat sushi, and they, like, <laughs> I'll eat fish while the fish eat me. It was kind of like... What do morbid, you call
1: that? <laughs> of <life>. Okay. gross. <laughs> that was, we'll gross. Okay. That was <laughs> great. I was just saying, just talk about Israeli food from the Shashuka down. I mean, it's just... if you've never been to Israel, if you have been to Israel, you know, you really should plan your days according to what you're eating. Um, Because you've never had the experience of just literally finding a place anywhere at any time that just serving you some of the freshest, most unbelievable produce and ingredients. And you find that the Israelis are not, you know, you're talking about health, you find that they're so much more healthier, because they really eat food, they don't they don't, they're don't. they not snacking the way we snack. It's they, not fast food. I mean, there is a lot of fast food.
0: But there is. I mean, they
1: but, have the McDonald's. They have the Pizza Hut. They have all this type of thing. But the real Israelis don't really go there, I don't think. I mean, from what I'm seeing, and, you know, my whole family lives there now for years, and I go at least two times a year. I find that they, you know, when they go out to eat, they go for, a, I mean, they eat a breakfast like you've never I seen. I know. I know. And, Cafe Aroma said this breakfast with <laughs> eggs
0: and salad
1: and... And, and um, that's standard. That's a standard breakfast. breakfast. And, and avocado. I'm like, oh god, I want that. I had I shashuka did. for breakfast. I mean, it was uh, you know that that's when a I was breakfast champion. <laughs> when I went
0: to when I went to Israel in December, like every morning, I I stayed in my friend's apartment, and just up the block was uh, a place. Um, I don't even know the name of it. It's like a little coffee shop on Bnei Batira in Jerusalem, okay. um, in San Simon area, and I would try to get. I had coffee every morning. I bought back to the apartment for me, my husband, and my little daughter who I bought and, and shakshuka sandwiches with hummus really? and pickles. No, I, that I've hummus, never pickles, had. pickles,
1: shakshuka in a whole wheat baguette. Okay.
0: It was awesome.
1: Right. So, and, and I find that I end up losing weight in Israel with as much as I eat because I walk so much there and then I eat good food. I am not eating, you know.
0: Drowned in oil, bad oil. You're having fresh vegetables.
1: And it makes and a difference. You walk. Walk, walk, walk. I I read a quote somewhere that you're supposed to eat like a king in the morning, like a queen in the afternoon, and then like a pauper at night. And I believe that the Israelis for sure do that. The Mediterranean diet for sure does that. Mm -hmm. And I have recently really have adopted that, where I really try in the morning to make myself something satisfying. Well, we can't talk about this morning. I had like Chiyobani yogurt, which was actually good. (laughs) It's better than having like a coffee and a Danish. Right. But, you know, but they really eat very well in the morning. And in the afternoon, they have a nice-sized meal. And at night, they eat so light. And it's it's a great way. I think it's a great way to go. Um, and now, when I start cooking and developing recipes, I'm really trying to, to to focus on that, like lighter night meals and better lunches and breakfasts for my kid and for myself as well.
0: So that's actually a great segue into you know developing recipes. Tell us a little bit more. Sarah also has two amazing cookbooks, Thanks. which I want to come back to that. So okay. let's come back. She has the Dairy Gourmet, which is probably, we're coming up to Chivalrous, probably the hottest selling Pesach, uh, a uh, Pesach on the brain right. still. <laughs> Shavua's cookbook out there. It taught me how to cook dairy. Cause I'd, really? You know, that,
1: that's very sweet of you. <laughs> no, I'm serious. I was not such a huge dairy cook. You know, we all did the pasta sauce and cheese. Or but we just talked cheese how we noodles. really met was from my store. I used to from own a your restaurant. restaurant. And you used to come in on your way to QVC in Philadelphia. I used to make this thing. And I used to feel so badly because you'd say, oh, I come all the way from New York. I'm on my way to QVC. But I had to stop at this restaurant. Well, I, would, I had <laughs> about a two and a
0: half hour drive from Long Island to the QVC studios. I used to sell... Rogalach for a company, had QVC. Which, which I find is,
1: fascinating in the uh, That's a whole story in itself. <laughs> right.
0: but, um, I, I would, uh, you know, uh, have to travel out of, you know, sometimes it would be a few times a week if we were really lucky. We'd sold out well. We would I get invited back super quick and otherwise it would be once a, once a week or once a month. You know, we did it for about two or three years. It was an amazing experience. I really had a great time. It kind of gave me a nice little platform for my business. Um, to say that I did live TV, which is, you know, this Absolutely. is live radio, but that was I like live television. Cool. <laughs> Here I can come to work in my pajamas. I'm a QVC addict. I love QVC. <laughs> I, would, you know, it, I think it's great. So it's like a home shopping channel if you're not familiar with QVC per se. You know, some right. people are like, what's QVC? I find I like it fascinating
1: shopping. that they sold Rogelach on QVC. I
0: know, I know. Kosher Rogelach. <laughs> and I would say that they'd be lactose free for the people that couldn't have lactose because they were parv. Right. So it was really a nice experience. And I would go home. Via Lakewood. Now I don't know how well you know the map of you know the tri-state it's area. No, via.
1: She went out of her way an hour and a half to go through Lakewood to go through Lakewood
0: home to go to Sarah's restaurant, and we didn't actually know each other. I just I had her cookbook, and I loved it. And I was obsessed with it, and. The, my favorite recipe is the deep fried Oreos. Oh uh, yes, so, talk about healthy! <laughs> I know. I is know. <laughs> gonna like crawl into a ball in a minute. Deep fried Oreos, and that was like my favorite. So I, I made my way to your fabulous restaurant, but I loved your cookbooks, and Thank they are amazing.
1: And then the the at home gourmet, Wait, which, which is, is, I guess you could say, the newest, even though it's about a year and a half old. I'm actually working on a new one. Um, but that being said, we're not going to talk about that one yet because it's still in its very early stages. Yeah, it's the Dairy Gourmet, which is, you know, this is before everybody and their mother had a cookbook. We were, you know, I would say it was a few <laughs> a few people out there and I had this restaurant and people started to really, you know, enjoy it. And four years or five years into it, um, I decided I was going to write a cookbook and I was lucky enough. The first publisher I went to went for it and we wrote this cookbook and it and really took off. And it, every page has a picture. Right. So I based it, and you should know, in kosher cookbooks, that wasn't something that was really done. It was every other page or every few recipes had a picture. But my favorite cookbooks were the ones, and, you know, I grew up with a mother who collected cookbooks, meaning it was, that was on her nightstand. That's what she would read as a novel. Yeah, like it was, me it was too. I've like 30 books, 30 cookbook,
0: 30 cookie magazines by my Right. One of course if Joy of Kosher. shout out to you, Jamie.
1: <laughs> yes, shout out to you, Jamie, who was at the hotel with us. We yeah, had, we, had, right, right. we had a great time with her as well. We didn't see her as much. She was so busy working. But uh that being said, you know, so I always I gravitated to like the Ina Garden cookbooks and the Sarah Chase cookbooks and all those you know, you know, writers who always had a picture for every mm-hmm. recipe because I'm a visual person, and I needed to Meals see, though. like, you know, if you're going to tell me about this great cookie, I want to know that my cookie is going to look like your cookie when I'm making it. So right. it's very important that we should have a picture of it. And it was also very important that, as photography-wise, with all the, you know, cookbooks that I'm, you know, involved in, and the one that I, you know, I'm doing now in my last cookbook, was that everything is shot in natural light. It is what it is, meaning we don't touch it up. Right. We don't, you know, because now with all the food photography that's coming out, and everybody's doing it, People always, you know, the biggest complaint is, you know, mine doesn't come out like, like yours. That. Because it's hard, you know, when you're shellacking your strawberry. <laughs> right. I remember when I made your yodels. Okay. Okay. There's
0: a yodel recipe. I can't remember the page right. number.
1: <laughs> it's in the back, yeah. It's in the back
0: in the dessert <laughs> right. section. Um, I was making it for Shavuos. Um, and I, I, you know… I've I'd seen yodels before. Right. I've never actually eaten. I know people freak out when I say this, <laughs> Rami will be happy. Uh I've never eaten cake out of a box. Really? I've never eaten a Yodels, I've never eaten an I cannot You've understand. never eaten No, I
1: know. People think Can i Can they like break the cycle? I know it's not so healthy, but they're actually quite good. <laughs> I know <laughs> No. I do eat cookies. Okay. I do eat
0: packaged cookies, but I do not the idea maybe it's the food snob in me or that there's got a bit in preservatives. I do drink soda, which is also not so healthy. Um but I can't eat cake out of a box. It just doesn't make sense to me. maybe because I grew up without it. Remember, I grew up in, in Australia where right, we didn't so have, didn't have it. We didn't have kosher cookies or something you know, or so you know it was ported from America or Israel, and you know the idea of it sitting on a ship coming to Australia. I even understood that as a young kid that it's not so good, and my mummy made
1: it better. Right, so, no, it's you know. so funny you say that. I've eaten cake out of the box. I, like I like entrees, but I can't eat food out of the box. Like you know, people who have like the microwave <sighs> blintzes, I, I, oh, that I crack I on. I know, like that is like it's so easy to make a blintzes. One, two, three. You know, where a cake is a little bit more. So It's so funny. You <laughs> tried. <know, laughs> seasons in in Long Island is
0: closing down for six months. I really I'm. Get, I got to okay. get them in on the show. I'm trying to get okay. a hold of them. They're closing down for six months. Okay. For they're going to renovate the store. It's a little bit older. Okay. And they're going to renovate it, make it like spunky, like those new supermarkets that are popping up. They've got one in Queens already, I believe. Okay. Um. And yeah, they, I
1: go to the one in Queens. It's actually fantastic. Yeah, it's very nice. Yeah. So,
0: so I'm a big fan of Benji Schreier and and uh, Lavey Baron in the seasons in in the five towns. They're amazing. They help me so much with my business. They have the best best customer service, and um. They had a fifty percent off sale this past Sunday because they, you know, trying to clear off the shelves. Everything was picked off the shelves except there was a certain product. I'm not saying which company okay. it was because I don't really want to talk lush and horror. But there was a product that was like chicken, chicken in a in a meal,
1: oh, sitting on those a shelf. Are the worst.
0: in a on a shelf. Right. Not even the fridge. At least you know if you're buying prepackaged stuff, right? On a shelf, no. It was, it was tons of them because nobody, and thank God that
1: people realize, that's so a healthy, you know, yeah, not healthy, what, it's in a box, it's in a sitting box. on a shelf, not in the fridge, what, what is it going to taste like? So maybe if you're traveling or you're
0: desperate or you're going to China on a business trip and you think you're not going to have kosher food. Right. But uh, I just, you know, so I kind of thought that was funny, like that stood there, but everything else was picked clean. So but I,
1: they, they don't call me the Pascha princess or nothing because at the end of the day, I, I always believe that that extra two or three minutes that it's going to take for you to do it from scratch is so much more worth it than for you to take it out of the box and do it. I get it that you're a working mother. I get that, you know, so am I. And, you know, and yes, there are times that take out and a box (laughs) is, is what you could do. But, um, when you're going to actually be in the kitchen and you're going to actually take the time to be in the kitchen and cook a meal for your family, why not take the three extra minutes Or the five extra minutes it takes to do it properly and do it from scratch and use healthy homemade, you know, fresh ingredients than to go ahead and do it from a box. I mean, I'm a real believer. You know, I love Jamie, the quick and the quick and getting out of the kitchen. I'm all about getting back into the kitchen. Right, right. I'm also, I find the pachka recipes. A challenge. I love a cooking challenge. I, love <laughs> I the don't challenge. find them so Like I don't spend hours doing a recipe. A recipe for me is like, you know, okay, so people say oh, well we're not you, we don't you know right, right, okay. Fine, granted. But I don't spend a lot of time doing any one recipe. I, I really, I you know, it's quick and easy, chop, chop, chop. It might have a few ingredients because there's a lot of spices and there's, you know, a lot of abundant fresh ingredients, but why is that a pachka? I, I never understood that. Right. Right. So like you and I, we're very quick in the kitchen. Right. We're, we're probably very organized. I, I find that I, I'm <laughs> she's not, putting I like, like putting I'm not so organized in the kitchen. I, what I do is I.
0: I Give us some I, tips. Give us some tips from someone who does pachka to share with someone who doesn't want a pachka, but would like to pachka, but. Is overwhelmed by the thought of patch growing? How, how well, does that work? Well, I all think down? it's
1: first, you know, this is like my biggest peppy. Really, if you would say, like, what's your biggest peppy? And, I, you know, if I offend anybody, send the phone calls to Naomi. Um, <laughs> you can you can actually <laughs> email me at <laughs> right. na- naomi because at All these people, like, you know, when I grew up where we had a meal, that means that we had an appetizer, if that, we had a main course with maybe two sides. Um, And we had a dessert when, you know, let's talk Shabbos because we're talking Shabbos is coming up. You know, we didn't make, my mother didn't make, my mother is considered a gourmet. She is an unbelievable chef. She's known throughout as an unbelievable chef. I mean, we had a meal and that's what we had. We didn't have seven different types of kugel. We didn't have three different types of meats. We didn't have three different types of dessert. That was it. There was no choices. My mother didn't run a restaurant out of her house. She ran a kitchen that made delicious food. And you either ate it or you didn't eat it Right. in the end. And if you didn't like it, you eat something else that you did like. I know.
0: Sometimes you go out to eat and this. So much food on the table. My husband always complains that I do it too, but I don't. I don't. I don't do the cookle thing.
1: No, but I, my, I find my friends and 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 people who write to me on the website like they are planning for a regular Shabbos. They're cooking. They are spending hours in the kitchen making all this food, and then it's all about what they're eating leftovers on Sunday, Monday. And the kids hate the and leftovers. And I we don't eat leftovers in my house. I I don't have leftovers. It's we eat what we eat. And if I do have a leftover, I I recycle it Shabbos day. Meaning, if I have extra chicken from the night before. I make this like fabulous chicken salad for the next day right? because there's no reason to have the leftovers. There's no reason to overcook. Okay, so if you're going to make two mains, fantastic. Make two mains, but have in mind what you could do with it for Shabbos day because you're going to have that leftover. Nothing is going to taste good. Other right. than soup, I don't <laughs> think anything tastes good. From Sunday to Tuesday. No, no. Soup it does, does get better. Soup does get better. And I will tell you, better. chicken soup on a Sunday is it's like, the
0: best. is the best. You know, my, my kids eat soup matzo shabbos. The chicken soup, fin- they finish it off on matzo shabbos.
1: Oh, my daughter can eat soup every day. Yeah. <laughs> with yeah, yeah. balls. I was saying, yeah. 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 We, soup we is love. always the best. But other than that, so like, in that way. So my tip is like, cut your menu in half. And you're ready, your, your stress in the kitchen is halfway. And then, I am a big believer in a mise en place. Which basically means yeah. Tell, tell everyone okay, so, I know what that is, but, but right. Tell, so tell what amazing class in. is like cooking 101 is where I literally cut my ingredients and I have everything in front of me. Like you see those cooking shows, you know how they do it in like two minutes or in 20 minutes they put out a whole meal because they have everything placed in front of them. They have every ingredient that's already pre-cut and done. So it might take you a few more minutes in the beginning of it, but once you're starting to cook, you don't have to start scrounging around in the cabinets for your, you know, your pepper your salt or your onions in the refrigerator that you have to cut up while something is burning on the on the frying pan. Everything is out in front of you. And once everything is out in front of you, it's so much easier to go quick and fast in the actual pot or pan because... It's all there, and right. then that's where the creativity comes in, right? Because it's there, and you're like, oh, maybe I should try this in there, or maybe I should try that in there, or I have it; it's it might be good, and you're not scrounging as you cook. And it, I find it it really makes a difference in how fast your actual dish comes about, and it breaks down the mess. You don't have as much of a right. mess. I, I say that recipes are just suggestions, you know. So when you're
0: preparing your meals, that's mise the best parts, way, right? right. And it, it says one tablespoon of, or one handful of cilantro, or or uh, one one uh, tablespoon of curry. And you don't like curry, you want cumin.
1: Switch it out. Right. Don't, don't be afraid. Do There's means. no mistakes. Do, people don't like cilantro. Use parsley. My best recipes are the ones that are are truly inspired. Yeah. And we used to have cook offs in the restaurant between me like whenever there was like a damn time like uh, I was like, uh, okay, that's it. Let's go, guys. Um, my waitresses, my 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 guys behind the counter, me Aww. we would do have like we would have top chef in the kitchen. Okay, what's our secret ingredient? Portobellas. Let's go. And some Aww. of our best dishes, my Portobello Tower, came yes. off of one of those cook in, in your cook-, cook-, cook and that and then the people I know people are loved my Asian fusion salad. Yeah. That was also another cook off. You know what you're
0: my favorite you made a great goat cheese salad. Yes. And I that, that was not a
1: cook-off. <laughs> I know. I, I'm obsessed
0: with goat cheese. I have my I own love version. Goat. Oh yeah?
1: uh, it's My new. Did you ever try it with honey and ground almonds? So I take goat cheese. Oh, okay. Recipe. Okay. So no, very simple. I take the goat cheese. Recipe and, alert. <laughs> and, and I get it a little bit warm. Mm-hmm. And then I smear. Like I like. I don't smear. I pour a little bit of honey, raw honey. Yeah. And I take some toasted almonds yeah. and I mix it in and then I spread that on a toasted baguette or anything else like that it's the best breakfast you've ever eaten oh it my god unbelievable it's like it's not i mean it's it's just so filling and so delicious and then if you take the same spread and you stuff it into let's say um mushrooms <clears throat> on top of a mushroom you can do mushrooms or i like it as a dessert so you can do like a puff pastry <gasps> um oh, and a you roll with, it so there you go you can so do, do like there. a puff pastry i mean and you just cook it it's it's unbelievable Believable. There's nothing like goat cheese and honey for some reason. I
0: was obsessed with feta cheese, and now I've switched to goat cheese. And my Uh, whole family, thank God, has as well. (laughs) So, really? Yeah. Because
1: I love feta cheese also. You know how I like it, though? Feta cheese and watermelon. It's my ultimate favorite, I, I, sweet I, and salty. It's I've never done this it. World. Is it good? I should Talk try about it. Israeli. That is such an Israeli dish. Okay. Better you... cheese and watermelon. It is my summer go-to dish. Okay. I'm, I'm, <laughs> you know, it. I'm going to try that. You must. If it's she really says unbelievable.
0: It, Sarah Lasry says this, it must be good. Right, it must be good.
1: Okay. I need that in writing.
0: <laughs> <laughs> this is Table for Two with Naomi Nachman on the Nachum Siegel Network. Our show is sponsored by Stepping Stone Pediatricians, Dr. Riff Gastein, 1407. 46th Street in Borough Park. World's best pediatrician. Check it out. And she can also talk to you about healthy eating. And she'll be talking to all of us next week when we have her on the show talking about how to make healthy snacks for your kids and uh, healthy dinners and how we can just stay healthy and fit over the summer, not just giving your kids ice pops and keeping them cold in a cool and refreshing way, but also to be healthy and making some healthy ice pops, which we'll talk about next week. Okay, so... I've got next to me in my hot seat over here, we've got Avrami Siegel. Hello, Avrami.
2: Hi, how are you?
0: Great, great. I am so excited to have you on the show. Especially I think this is a really good, you know, match over here in terms of we're all on healthy plans or you know, Sarah tries to be healthy. You've got this great gimmick going over here. I don't want to call it a gimmick. A whole I don't what do you got a program called the Kosher Challenge. So, you know, you wanna tell us a little bit more about it? Avrami approached me through Facebook, Uh, he'd heard my show, and I think he got a recommendation from Melinda Strauss, right? Correct. From kitchen-tested.com. There you go. Shout out for you, Melinda. Um, And uh, he approached me about this brilliant idea that he has, and that's working. It's working for people. And last night, I finally got a chance to listen to his webinar. So you're on. (laughs) Talk to me. Talk to all of us. He's amazing.
2: Well, it all started around 13 years ago. I didn't really struggle with my weight much as a kid around 13 years ago i went away to yeshiva and what do we do in yeshiva we learn we eat <laughs> we eat and we learn and uh i wasn't really the active type back then so i ended up putting on around 50 pounds in under three years Oh wow walk into the kitchen i see the cook holding a tub of oil pouring it on the macaroni and i'm like what are you doing he's like what do you mean? Otherwise it sticks together. I mean.
0: Oh my God. Sarah's cringing. <laughs> oh God. She knows better. <laughs>
2: well, you know, uh, three years later, 50 pounds heavier, you know, I'm, I'm struggling with my weight for the first time. So the last 10 years of my life have really been the typical struggle. You know, you get, it's, it's a cycle. You get mo- a little bit of motivation. Uh, maybe yumtif is over. The, the, the clothing's a little tight. Uh, and you, get started on a diet, right? Whatever. Story the, of
0: my life, Monday, whatever, Monday morning. That's whatever, it. I'm going to do it this week.
2: Right. Whatever the latest craze is at the time, you know, you open up the paper, you call your friends, you see what everybody else is doing. Either you quit after a week or, or maybe you get a little bit of results or maybe, maybe you even lose your entire weight that you're looking to lose. But then you find, I, I found myself, what happened for me was I would lose 20 pounds, and then I would get comfortable with my results and I would fall back into old patterns of habit, which allowed, which yeah. obviously I gained the weight back.
1: That ha- that happens to me all the time.
2: That happens to everybody. I, I, think, I
1: lose 10, yay, and then I get, you know, silly again with food. I right. don't think, I think the word diet in general should be banned because diets never help.
2: Exactly. So, um...
1: Can I just say that I love that you're a guy talking about this? I know it's amazing. <laughs> I'm sorry. I think it's I, I think it's so refreshing because you always hear the women chatter about diets and, and, and healthy eating I know that when he pres- and feeling bad about their weight and stuff like that. So I find it so refreshing that you're a guy talking about this.
2: Believe it or not, there are guys out there too that are struggling just like women. <laughs>
1: oh yeah, for sure. No, I um, absolutely but you almost never really hear them talk about right.
2: it. They'll never admit it.
0: They'll
1: right. never admit it. Oh,
0: it's just a beer.
1: <laughs>
2: I think there was a statistic that I saw that 90% of the people who lose weight gain it back within one to five years so this isn't
0: I'm raising my hand that's me uh, that's- <laughs> I went to the doctor yesterday I had a little heart attack how much weight I gained I lost like 15 pounds two years ago and it's creeping back you look great
1: <laughs> it's good thing you work on radio now. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you look great yeah. enough to work on tv too uh,
1: thank you thank you all right
2: so anyway, so, um, around three years ago or so, I found the principles behind the kosher challenge and the kosher challenge meal plan. And to date, I've lost 55 pounds, been able to maintain my weight loss.
0: We the, that is huge.
2: But the best part about it is, is that by following the principles that we teach, uh, I've been able to maintain that weight by creating better habits. And, uh, it's really the habits that we create or we don't create that lead to the long-term, um, you know, the weight that we, that okay, we carry. What up. do you
0: mean by habits?
2: So um, the, the weight that we are right now is a direct result of the small, seemingly insignificant things that we choose to do on a daily basis. And I'm seeing both of you look at me as if I'm the, the evil, you know, person here <laughs> in the studio.
0: We're both foodies. Food is, you know, our live-all and be-all of you know, wake up in the morning and think, what are we going to eat for lunch? What are we going to eat for dinner? Right. Because we like to A, cook it or B, definitely eat it, you know?
2: And I'm on board with that. (laughs) Okay, good. I'm I'm a foodie as well, but it's really the small choices that we make. And people use Shabbos and Yom Tov as an excuse as to why they struggle with their weight. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, I lost, you know, and that's the title of my webinar is the three principles of long term kosher weight loss. How I lost 55 pounds without giving up my favorite foods in Shabbos right. and Yom Tov.
0: Because so- my, my challah, the challah, I bake my own challah every week and it kills me because I cannot stop eating it. There's nothing like fresh challah on Friday night with my homemade matbucha and my homemade hummus. <laughs> I'm sorry, it's it's very hard. So you're going to be able to teach me how to do it all.
2: Have- right. And right now there's two types of people out there. Um the first type of person are the people that just don't care. They just don't care. Every every year the scale goes up and up and up and they just can't you just can't do anything with it. Right. The other type I,
1: I, Can I like I disagree with that. I mean you're talking to somebody who was heavy for some time in her life and it's not that we don't care because I I, I it, we do care. It's just that it's when it goes up there's just we get defeated. So it's about okay, de- Fair it's enough. the defeatist. Right. So I always hate that because it makes it makes the, that heavy person say like, look at her. She doesn't. She doesn't care. You know what I'm saying? It's not that she doesn't oh, care. Well, it's-
2: that's the other kind of a person, right? That's really that, that person would fall in the other category. i sorry. Category. I don't mean
1: to like jump on your bandwagon here, but I, I, I just like I, it's a personal. For me, it's a personal thing. Like. I I don't like people to say that the heavy person is not trying or they're not putting effort or they just don't want to do it. It's because it's, it's it's absolutely the opposite. They do want to do it. They maybe don't have the tools. They don't have your program or something like that to do it. They don't know where to start from. But every heavy person, I don't think there's a heavy person out there that doesn't know that their overall quality of life would be better if they lost the weight. Right. That's it. A
2: hundred percent. But I'm still breaking them up into two categories, okay, taking, sorry, that, sorry, taking that sorry. in mind. Okay. No, no, no. You're right. You know, the pe- defensive. Are people. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: this is talk here. This is talk here. We're defensive <laughs> for the fact. Uh, this is like- not
2: This is not a personal attack on somebody who doesn't want to lose weight. Okay. Right. And at the end of the way, I meet people all the time who tell me, you know, when they hear what I do, oh, I need to lose weight. My first question is, do you want to lose weight?
0: You know, okay. can I tell you something? Yeah. I, I've, you know, my mom, like I don't know people right. who know you, my, mom, totally my mom. My right. mom is like very heavy, and she doesn't care.
1: Uh, you know, I, I I agree with you, she says she cares. says
0: she says she cares. Go, Mom, do you really want to lose weight? Nah, not really. Not so she, much. She
1: it's it's she almost doesn't... insurmountable when you have so much weight to lose. It's it becomes this mountain that you feel like I just can't climb it. So you know what? I'm just gonna ignore right. the. the I'm gives... gonna ignore it. I'm gonna say ah, it doesn't matter. But really deep down. I could tell you that she struggles. Oh, for sure she struggles. But she she doesn't see herself as heavy as she is. Nobody does. Right. Nobody does. I probably, right. That's the sickness. And and nobody sees themselves as skinny as I was. I would look pictures of myself in high school and I'd say, what the heck was my problem? I was skinny in high school. Right. I was like that. Why did I have in my head that I was heavy? And then when I really did get heavy, I didn't think I was as heavy as I was. You know what I'm saying? So at the end of the day, I think people don't know their body image Whatsoever. We don't know what we look like. Yeah, we don't know about it. There was actually something fascinating. I'm sorry to interrupt you, but there was a fascinating thing yesterday on I think it was one of these Today shows where somebody had to exp- somebody had to describe themselves to a to an uh, like a, one of these like artists that draw pictures, and yeah. then they had to have a stranger describe themselves, describe that uh, that person, and the two pictures were unbelievable. Both. Like, both times that the person described themselves, they look like a serial artist, like, like, like a, like a psychopath, where the person who doesn't know them described themselves, it was the exact how they, image that they were. So, so interesting. yeah. So, I'm sorry. Oh, that's very <laughs> yeah. true.
2: And, and emotional binging is one of the things that we talk about on the webinar, and it's, it's one of the challenges that people face.
0: Yeah, that's but true. But let's,
2: let's use your, your, your mom as, as let's say that, in that category. Um, but the other category we have people, you know, like you're talking about, who really are trying, and, and they're struggling, And they're yo-yo dieting. And it's not a personal attack on them. It's a personal attack on the diet industry, which is a $60
0: billion billion industry
2: that is in business to keep you yo-yo dieting so that they can keep you coming back. And I heard an interesting statistic, actually, that even Weight Watchers, Knows that they have an 18 month cycle, and what that means is that their typical client will last for 18 months before they fall off the bandwagon, I'm, only to get them to come I'm back. I'm
0: actually a lifetime member of the Weight Watchers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I never like I'm not so heavy, but after I had my third daughter, it was the fad. You see, all my friends, we all decided we're gonna, and was we when Points had first started, and we said, and I lived in Manhattan, and we used to go to Weight Watchers, and you know, we would. Follow the diet and I you know, lost nine pounds.
1: I became a lifetime member. and Right. Even in my restaurant, we had the Weight Watcher pizza because everybody, and it was our best seller. We sold maybe 200, 200 a day. It's because everybody was our was Weight, Weight Watchers. Watchers. C- and I think Weight points.
0: Watchers is a little bit out
1: now. That's
0: not what the buzz in dieting is now. Okay. I don't know. What, no, I don't know. I don't know what people have come into You said, I've tried this diet. I've tried that diet. You know,
2: I'm not hearing that a lot now. Okay.
0: White no. watches is this? not on the top list anymore,
2: right? No, right. Well, what we're missing, uh, especially in our community, and to be honest, I haven't really seen this much for the most part in the world because there's no money in it, right. but there's really not that many people preaching, um, you know, healthy lifestyle. I mean, you have nutritionists and we do have that right. in our community to a that, certain extent. Right. I'm not saying it doesn't right. exist. But what we're doing definitely doesn't exist. So uh, I started on a 90-day challenge. I lost 20 pounds in 90 days without any exercise. 20
0: just- pounds in 90 days.
2: Without any exercise, implementing some of the oh. strategies that we teach, following the meal plan, and so on and so it forth. It only
0: happens for a man. It doesn't happen for a <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> okay, we, we can say that. My dad can drop weight like yeah. anything my mom cannot.
2: Well, I'll talk about that in a second. But then, um, my, I maintained that for a year and a half. I found myself which falling. Is amazing. I found myself falling into the same pattern of behavior, which was losing 20 pounds, looking a little better, and then. Kind of getting comfortable, but what, what happened this time was I was able to maintain those 20 pounds. I didn't gain it back. A year and a half later, I had this moment of inspiration. I took massive action. I lost 32 pounds in 90 days. Um, working out heavily six, seven days a week. I lost a total of 55 pounds on the challenge. So.
1: In over once, in six month period
2: well 20 pounds in 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 90 days and, and then, then and another, then a year and a half later another.
1: In, in regards
2: to what you were saying is that you know i i was just we do um you know live events we do challenge parties and i had this person you ask you have to
0: tell us more what a challenge party is in a
2: minute okay well um she came over to me and she's like how long did it take you and my immediate answer said i'll answer that question however it's the it's the mentality behind the question that keeps you struggling with your weight.
0: Yeah, you're you know, right. You're right. A hundred percent. You know, you know, people, you you know, know I have... want to lose it now, this minute.
1: Right. I want to walk out of here. I am that person. Ten minutes. Right. In ten minutes, I want to be out of this door at ten pounds lighter right and that 's why most people fail at diets is because when they don 't see the Instant result, results it, they, they get frustrated, they give up and they go yalla, they move on exactly
2: right. and it 's like when people hear about these money making gimmicks, they hear about get rich quick schemes, but they 're always into get thin quick schemes they're, they're, no, the radar right. doesn 't go no, up but no, when I, it comes I, to I'm that so. So, you know, that's
1: because they're always showing the before and afters <laughs> and so say, like, if they could do that, so could I. Right, Why not? And you
2: absolutely can. But you have to change your mind and you have to change the way you think about it. For me, that's what happened for me. 20 pounds, 32 pounds. Uh, what really matters is that you lose it and keep it off. Would you rather lose, you know, like they have these weight loss contests. My cousin won three thousand dollars in a body fat competition. <laughs> and he gained, what? What's and he, that? And he gained the, whoever loses the most body fat in six weeks. So he exercised like a maniac. Like he had a good meal plan. He had a good meal plan, and uh, he put the weight back on afterwards. Would you rather take six months, a year, if you have a you yeah. know a lot of weight to lose, uh, and lose it forever, or would you rather stay focused on your mindset of of, of losing the weight fast? Right. So, for me, what I realized after after I lost the weight was it wasn't the meal plan that that made me lose the weight. What the reason I was able to lose the weight was because I was part of a community of people. I took a challenge and I challenged my mind. I set a goal. I put a plan in in place to reach that goal. And that was what caused me to lose the weight. Now, at the time, it wasn't a kosher challenge. Okay, this was before I launched the kosher challenge. Okay. so. And then what I did was I started doing a lot of market research because one of my reasons why I wanted to do this was because I wanted to launch the kosher challenge, truthfully, purely purely money motivated here.
0: Okay. Because right.
2: I wanted to build this business and launch the challenge and I needed that story in order to be able to go out there and bring it to market.
0: Absolutely. And I want you to explain to us the kosher challenge.
2: So when when I was doing my research, I wanted to find out instead of me selling a product or you know, something that I want to financially benefit from, let me find out what the marketplace really needs. And what okay. I found, two things that people really, really need in our community that they're lacking. The first thing is support, but not just any support, kosher niche-based support that addresses some of the concerns that we have.
0: Right. I totally, totally, I hear where that's coming from because, I, you know, I said before I went to Weight Watchers. I remember going with a friend of mine. We went to um, Weight Watchers a week before Thanksgiving, and they were strategizing how they were going to get through a Thanksgiving meal, one Thanksgiving meal, and, and how to get through that. And I'm laughing. My friend and I were like, we have Thanksgiving <laughs> three times in one week. Friday night, Shabbos lunch and us. That's three Thanksgiving meals every week. And we're not talking two day yontof, three day yontof chanukah, every night donuts and whatever. So I, we, we, we were saying that we wish there was a from Weight Watchers, a from support group that could help us.
1: So this is what you've got, right?
2: Right. right. So that's the first part of it. There's three parts to this.
1: Okay. Let's say you're like me and you... And you like to lose weight in private. You don't really like to talk about it. That that was my worst thing I hated about We Watchers. I I and there, maybe it wasn't successful for me because of that was that I had no interest in sitting with a bunch of other fat people. I'm sorry <laughs> to say. And talk about like Hi, my name is Sarah and I, you know, I'm twenty pounds overweight, you know, and I can't go and eat my cake that I really want to eat. I wasn't interested in that. I just wanted to do it. I wanted to like, you know, hole up and Take charge of my own thing without having to hear everybody else's sob story. Right. So, so,
2: so when I explain to you the support platform, you'll okay. see how it's a little—it's very different than that.
0: It's it's really good. Yeah. I, I I listened to his webinar last, and I was like blown away.
2: <laughs> so the second part, you know, so it's it's one thing to have support, but it's very easy to say I'm going, to, I want to lose thirty pounds, but when you go to that kiddish and that piece of cake is there, or that piece of kugel is there, what's going to hold you accountable? to doing and to getting what you say you want and to do the simple things that will get you there. Okay. Right? And the answer is nothing. <laughs> right. That's the answer. He's so locking. the second part of the challenge is accountability. And then the third part is having a meal plan. You know, we're all busy, you know, having simple recipes obviously helps, but we make excuses. And, and, and it's been said that people need to be reminded off, more often than they need to be instructed. And to to know and not to act is not to do. So to have the cookbook sitting on the shelf or to have these things in place, we're busy and we need a simple meal plan.
0: What what do you mean by meal plan? Pre-packaged meals or knowing in the morning what you're going to make for breakfast, lunch or dinner?
2: So we have a recommended meal plan and then we, we leave that up to you. And this isn't, we don't talk about nutrition here. We're actually working to partner up with some nutritionists to give nutritional advice. This is a coaching based approach to weight loss. My philosophy is is that you already know what you need to do to lose the weight. The proof is that you've already done it. What you lack is the the uh, discipline to stick to it. And what we provide is an action plan to get you to stick to what you already know works long term. So we have a recommended meal plan, but we don't push that on anybody. You know, a lot of people what already have meal a meal plan? plan.
0: A frozen dinner.
2: It's it's a nutritional meal plan. Meal replacement shakes. Meal
0: replacement, replacement shakes. shakes. Okay. Yeah.
2: So, okay. so I
0: I I I didn't I know what to figure that out. Yeah. But again, what, again what is that? but
2: okay. again, again, we're not about that. We're about you doing what works for you.
1: Right, like it's, if you don't can you if you don't so have want to use your meal plan, your you, shade, are you omelet. still coaching me in Absolutely. my lifestyle? Absolutely. Absolutely. Let me ask you a question because I find that uh, you know, Sarah's on it. No, because <laughs> I I might say this is I didn't know you were coming here today with me and I'm so happy that you did and I, you know, I apologize in advance if I'm being very, you know, into it because I growing up, you, you know, as somebody who was always 10 or 15 pounds overweight, I mean, food was, you know, my life and I had the restaurant and everything else like that and struggling with my whole entire life. I am very, not only defensive, I'm very weary because I've tried everything mm-hmm. and, you know, now I'm at a great weight and I'm happy and... She looks great. And, you know, I did the lap band. I'll happily say it out there because it's a known fact. Um, and I lost a lot of weight in it, but I did, the reason why I did the lap band was because... For me, it was something instant, right? right? It was quick and I didn't have to think about it. And it forced me to be accountable for everything I ate, okay? And I lost the weight. But Mm now, maybe it's 10 years after I've done it, you know what I'm saying? And I'm not, you know, I'm not tight or however, you know, you could talk about the lap band the whole day. Um, I find myself struggling with, you know, that 10 or 15 pounds that I did gain, you know, that I would like to lose. So I find that it's a whole, when you say it's a whole lifestyle change, it's a whole mindset about how you're approaching food and how you're eating food. It's true. And you mm. have to change that. And it's very important because I still have the big eyes that I've had, you In the know, the beginning. Beginning. And I still, when yes. you go out to eat with me, I, 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 you know, I need to try everything because I'm the foodie and I want to try everything on the menu. So right. I've learned that I'll take a little bit from here and a little bit from here and I don't have to finish my plate. Um, but when people, you know, and as a kid that was overweight, you know, I had a family that was very tough on me, extremely tough. And I find that when a whole family doesn't change for, let's say, for kids that are overweight or if you don't talk about coaching for families that, you know, your mother's going to say, oh, my kid is overweight. What should I do? I want to put her on a diet. But when, if you, when you're stocking up your cabinet with the cakes and the cookies and the, and the chips and the dips, it's not fair to put that kid on a diet. When the rest of the family is not on a diet. Right. So, does 100%. It. so, you know, I'm curious to know if when you say coaching wise, how are you coaching those people to like make that lifestyle change? Cause it's really, it has to be if you're in a it's household. A family, right? And if you're a oh. mother and you're dealing with the food of the family and you're the, in charge of it, you know, are you, ch- you know, th- that's what I want to see Somebody from a kosher me. challenge. To me, right. that's right. the kosher challenge. Put the family on the right. challenge. So
2: here, here's the thing. People often say that you can't change people. Okay, I, I I don't I don't buy that. And the way you change somebody is by changing yourself. Okay, so if you have a family, the first step as a mother, a father, even a brother, a sister, a daughter, or son, is to change yourself and inspire change from within. Because that's what happened for me. Nobody in my family made the changes that I made. I made the changes. Now my mother is on board with me making the changes herself. She started to going example. to the gym. Correct. So. Right. You know, mm-hmm. to do it as a family is, and I just had a guy call me and he's like, oh, can I do this with my kids? It's a way for him to bond with his kids. That's so, so
1: cute. I love that. Right.
2: So, so they, that, that,
1: that, I'm happy to hear it. That's, so I'm saying that's like, terrific. you know, this is, you know, I'm happy to hear because I get very frustrated when I hear people like. You know, the biggest fad now that's going on among my friends are this juicing, I and mean, uh, we talked about it. Uh, and I'm all, I'm all for detoxifying and getting your three days of juicing out there, but it's not an answer to losing, absolutely you know, not. weight. You know what I'm so saying? Maintaining weight. What you maintaining weight. It's maintaining not an answer to weight. Maintaining maintaining weight which is really weight. the key, which is yeah, when you're saying that it's two years and you've maintained this 50 pound weight loss, then you're saying, then I'm saying, okay. This is something that actually works, and the reason why Weight Watchers was great and why it is so successful, even so many years afterwards, even though it might not be the main thing, is because it does focus on maintaining and how to how, ma- have, how, to, how to maintain. Because when
0: I went to Weight Watchers, I, I lost my weight, then I had mm-hmm. to maintain it mm-hmm. for X amount of weeks before I became a lifetime member, and I still have to go in. I don't do it though. <laughs> I, because um, I'm actually still at my goal, so that's good. Right, but, but in your head, you to still... go back once a month. Right. It's free after you're a lifetime member. Right. You still have accountability there. You have to, you do have to go back. But I would like, you know, I like Avrami's idea where, you know, when you have a group of people working together, and we are all of the same Ashkafa, so to speak, all right, from Shemesh exactly. Shabbos people, right. and we're all going through the same. Then you do it. I know my husband had to lose a couple of pounds because he had a bit of high cholesterol. Right. So we, you know, we went to a dietitian, and you know, I knew already what to do because I'm a foodie. I, thought I, I read up a lot about right. food and diets and health and just healthy lifestyle in general, because um, I know obesity does run in my family. So you know, I, I did meet, I, I've met with a few uh, amazing, amazing um, dietitians. I, um, you know, my husband's biggest problem was the snacking. So no more snacks in the house. I got rid of all the snacks. Well,
2: snacking snacks. is actually important, but right. it has it to be the right snacks.
0: Exactly. exactly. So key. it became fruit. I am busy all day. Can we talk about
2: you the chips? You mentioned Sho- you mentioned Shobani. That's right. my snack.
1: Right. So yeah, it's my health. Shobani, I shout out on you this morning on Twitter. You guys got me back as I posted a picture on my Instagram because on the bus here I was like starving and it was not <laughs> and I'm like, I had I had pulled a Chobani out and put it into my pocketbook. What flavor? Um I like the flips. So I had the regular plain vanilla with like the granola. I've I've been and stuff that. like that, and they have a delicious one that's okay. coconut flavored chocolate. Say, but I could talk about that a whole I day. wish I liked yogurt. I wish because I despise oh, and no. hate
0: yogurt. I can't even smell it. My kids like it, which I'm happy. I always have chobani, or they actually all love chobani. My husband right. doesn't love it, but he eats it because he knows it's good for him. And all his friends on the train all told me about a month ago on Shabbos. You know your husband hates the chobani, oh. <laughs> <laughs> so I had to find another. I got him muscle milk because one of the dietitians oh, said protein. So right. he got muscle. He gets muscle milk now, but. I can't an open yogurt in my nose. I want to love it. Oh, I want so to like it. I like cottage. I freeze cheese. them and my daughter eats them like ice cream. Yeah, I know. I it's just delicious. can't do it. So I, mean, I got rid of all the snacks in the house. And let me tell you, I'm busy. And thank God I have help in the house, Sylvia. A big thank you to you, she's, Sylvia. She, hi. <laughs> I don't know who you are. My, but... She's my. She's my. She's my uh, I have Clara. Shout out to Clara. <laughs> she's my. She's my housekeeper. And she comes a few days a week, and I, well, she's always busy cutting up fruit. That's our snack. And my kids got into it. My My daughter, she's taking bio and SKA, um, and she, you know, learned that all these snacks, all the garbage in it, are not good. So she stopped eating popcorn and pretzels, and her fruit is her snack. It's just a little bit more expensive. So I go to Costco. Beautiful fruits and vegetables
1: all the time, large assortment, and we always have. And the key is to have it cut up in the refrigerator when they come home yeah well, that's school, one of the yeah. things that
2: we talk about is if you fail to plan you plan to fail
1: yeah oh, so let it. me
2: tell you how you know how this works so the, the the support part of it comes in the form of an exclusive facebook group just for our members cute. um the the second part of the support is we do free coaching calls every monday night at nine thirty. kosher Coach challenge coaching calls oh, and then cute. the third the, the 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 third part of it is uh the blog we have all the archives of all the calls and different content that we are I personally blog and we're bringing in different bloggers maybe the two of you can be guest bloggers <laughs> I and don't know
1: after me, if you want me to- <laughs> we'll have to screen <laughs> we'll have to screen the we'll I'm have to screen the baby. recipes <laughs> Yeah, she's got amazing healthy recipes. Yeah, well, no, but besides, I'm, but I could tell you, you know, I'm for full butter. I'm for full cream. I don't go just for don't the, eat the whole bowl. Right, it's portion because, control. You no. know, right.
2: So, is that- so that's that's the you know. Again, so that's the before before we get to that. That's the support end of it. The right. third, the fourth part is, the fourth part is is um, is live kosher challenge events where we get together and we have a topic that we talk about. It's something that 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 stage we're still in the process of launching.
0: Right, because I know my New Jersey and my Long Island, um, maybe Connecticut also, you listen out there, Connecticut, but they would like to know where they can go to. Well,
2: maybe you'll host one for us in the five towns.
0: Okay,
1: that okay. sounds like a great idea. And
2: you can idea. host one for us in Lakewood.
1: Yeah, I don't know about that. I mean, I would love to, but I don't know how, how I don't I know, know what it happens. I mean, well. I would love to. We'll we talk, about, we're 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 trying talk trying more about that. Yeah,
2: the I second part... Great. The second part of this, this is where the magic happens, okay? It's where you set some accountability. And the way that works is you. you, it all starts, there's three parts to it. There's predictability, I'm sorry, expectability, predictability, and accountability. Expectability is setting a goal predictability is setting three simple disciplines that you're going to do every single day it could be drinking water it could be not skipping breakfast it could be setting a meal plan and doing it it could Common be 10 sense. minutes of exercise a Common day sense. and the third step is competing against it and we have a whole competition where you can win $50 every month <gasps> and even if you don't win you can oper- we raffle off $20 every month me? you
1: know what i i, I would they love if up. somebody gives me the 50 before i start <laughs> and i got to pay you back if i don't do it because then i have it as really? like my thing because if i have to pay back 50 that's gonna hurt it's gonna hurt me right so you know it's sometimes like you know i find that with diets and everything else like that we gotta just you know we gotta give maybe the reward a little bit quicker versus well
2: it's at th- every 30 days instead of 90 days that's what okay. we did we broke it down oh, I like that. from okay. 90 days,
1: days down to shopping. 30
2: days and then you have your daily disciplines so what we huh. found was even though it's only 50 dollars, but it's that little kick in the pants to do the little small things that they know they need to do
0: I, I I like this idea of the kosher challenge of being able to compete to lose weight. People are edgy. People like to race and compete and all that. So,
2: exactly. I
0: think that's a really wonderful idea. This is table for two with Naomi Narquin. We're going to start wrapping up our show. I, I can't believe this hour <laughs> just quick. flew by. You know, sometimes you, you, you know, I, I check how long it's going on for and then I realize, oh my gosh, just now I got to start talking. <laughs> well,
2: I, I, I obviously don't have time to go through all the three principles right now, but if people want more information, yes. they can go to kosherchallenge.com. And you
0: have a special offer for our listeners today.
2: Correct. For those who are interested, we're going to be giving a free 15-minute coaching session to help you uh, execute on a, on a plan.
0: And how do they find that?
2: And you go to kosherchallenge.com forward slash table for two.
0: Oh, wow. Thank you. I got the, the title of my show in there. There you go. <laughs> wow.
2: And what they want to do is you watch the free webinar and you're going to get an email confirmation, hit reply with your availability and we'll schedule it. we'll schedule that coaching session
0: sounds terrific okay. i'm, I'm gonna take part of this i want the choke i want the kosher challenge i want the 50 bucks i want to
1: lose <laughs> it's all about the money at the end of the day
0: <laughs> i want to lose well, i can't lose 30 pounds i'd be you don't need to i don't need pounds. to lose pounds but in addition pounds would be great
2: in addition we also every, um as part of the meal plan that we're working with for those who are interested we are um awarding actually the company we're working with ten thousand dollars cash every week to 10 people who lose 10 pounds. So if you lose 10 pounds, you have an opportunity to win a $1,000 if you choose to take part part in that. And that's koshermealplan.com slash table. I just want to know,
1: can I go on the scale with all my clothing and then some? (laughs) Sure. You
2: just got to go with the same clothing ah, afterwards, right?
1: Right, 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 right. (laughs)
0: That's it. Wow. Wonderful. Thank you so much, both of you. I know it's always so hard to come in on a Friday morning and Sarah came all the way from Lakewood, New Jersey. Wow. Thank you so much. And, My and pleasure. A, For you, Naomi, anything.
2: Far Rockaway. Far
0: Rockaway. We didn't have too much traffic this morning, right?
2: Not at comes, all.
0: It comes in waves, you know, like, you know, you never know what the van week is going to bring to us. So I would like to thank my two guests for coming in today. It was really a great show, a very lively conversation. We have got to have you guys back. Maybe not together. Maybe <laughs> oh, I feel spicy. terrible. No, no, no. It's good. It would be
2: a pleasure. No. It would be a pleasure to have you as a guest blogger as well.
0: My she, pleasure. She's to do really that. something special. Please check out Sarah's blog. Well, I'll be honest. <laughs> no, and that's what we want. And watch. we'll screen. <laughs> there you
1: go. Sarah, you want to give us the name of the Pachka Princess? com, P-A-T-C-H-K-E, Princess.com. Um, Kosher Street? com. It's basically, you know, me being honest my real life.
0: <laughs> She's <laughs> and adorable. Ha-
1: and, you know, all the food therapy that I do to get through it. So, you know. Okay, and
0: and you've got your amazing cookbook, The Dairy Gourmet. Please right. check your local Judaica store. At home gourmet,
1: and you could go onto my website or go onto Amazon and order it. Oh, you're right. I would Amazon. say go ahead and order the used copies. Go for it. The <laughs> puppy got marinara sauce all over them. <laughs> homemade, Sarah's homemade. You know which marinara
2: ones are the good sauce. recipes, the ones that are dirty.
1: Oh,
0: that's <laughs> correct. That's right. You'll <laughs> you'll have a good. That was very funny. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> So thank you very much. Next week we've got our sponsors on the show, Dr. Rifkestein. There They are our sponsors this week. They are Stepping Stone Pediatrics. They are located at 1407 46th Street in Borough Park, an amazing pediatrician. And thank you so much for uh, sponsoring this month. This is Naomi Nachman at Table for Two on the Nachum Siegel Network. We have... Music coming up all the way from now till candle lighting sponsored by our friends at Kedim. Thank you very much. Shabbat shalom. A great week and happy cooking. Yeah, shabbat shalom. Check, everybody. Out, my, check out my website, theaussigourmet.com for some more recipes. And if you have any questions or anything you'd like to share, especially food show, food competitions, bake sales, I'm really, really happy to share them with everyone. You can contact me at naomi at Shabbat shalom, everybody.